When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode, sharing drugs with loved ones, keeping your lips plump and your mouth shut, and LB reminisces about being a barely legal black girl. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me that vital information so I get the red thoughts. Who knew, yeah? The church of Lori Beth is in session, and we're reading from the scriptures of battle information. Talk to my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Just tell me what's going on. This is Lori Beth Denberg, and welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. Woo. With me, as always, is Clark Prozer. Hello. Hello, Clark. How are you? I am doing all right. Yeah. It is hot outside <laughs> yes, of is. my life, and it is hot inside my house, as anybody who knows me knows, yeah. or who's had to listen to me bitch about it on this podcast. How's it been like with your dad? I mean, it, we're in the middle of a heat wave, just yeah. so that everyone listening knows. We are in the middle of a heat wave. I, I am very lucky uh, at night that we have a swimming pool. Yeah. I will disrobe, go into the swimming pool right. before I'm going to bed, right. dry off, and then go to bed with a fan on. It's it's livable. During wow. the day, I just drive around in my car. Oh, so sad. <laughs> I did when I came into the um, office where we uh, record this, everybody. I was like, it feels so good in here. <laughs> it's because I own this house and I can control the weather. I know. I become a little refugee. <laughs> but uh, it's going good. How yeah. are you? Doing okay. I, uh... I had a really nice conversation with Nanny the other day. Nanny! I know. We I was a little uh, nervous because, you know, uh Lex got his birthday present from her in April. Yeah. And then we called her after that and uh I don't know if everyone remembers this, but there was like just it was it was a really bad time for her. You know, mm. she got COVID at a certain point. She's 90 years old. She was in a hospital and then she got transferred to some like Care, you know, facility. care facility that was just exclusively for people that had COVID Party. and it was just oh, she was having a nightmare anyway uh, she was not in a good place when we called for Lex's birthday and it was a little hard it made it Kind of hard to kind of get that energy up to call her now for she, Do you it was mean my she birthday. Wasn't, like she was angry or like no, she no, was. No, 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 no. She wasn't angry. It was just, you know, she's always been this kind of like ballsy. She says whatever she wants. Yes, kind she of like broad. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's not what I got when it was out after Lex's birthday. She was, you know, frail and not doing well gotcha. and sad and. Uh, a little confused, you know. Gotcha, gotcha, it, it gotcha. It was really hard living with my, you know, your grandmother your whole life. It's hard to feel like, oh, is she 
taking a turn for the worse. Yeah. Right. Um, but it was my birthday a few weeks ago. Okay. And she sent me a present and I've been meaning to call her, but I, you know, after that call, it's been like hard to build up that. Yeah. Whatever to call her because I didn't want to hear her like that again, but I finally did like two or three days ago. And I've got to tell you, I got like, at least 85 to 90% of the normal nanny back. <gasps> nanny strikes back? Yeah, she is back in full, man. Nice. She is like up and ballsy and <laughs> still has all of that kind of attitude to her. So it was just really nice to see her back into that spot. To, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Although the other nanny, you could have convinced she never sent a check and gotten another one. <laughs> that's true. Nanny, I, you seem so sick. I... I don't know if you forgot it was Lex's birthday. <laughs> Slowly just start siphoning hundreds out of her until, uh, you know, the it's inevitable day comes. It's what a good comes. person would do. <laughs> it's yeah. what I would advise anyone to do if they ask for advice on this show. <laughs> exactly. So that was nice to kind of talk with Nanny again. And, up, and now I get to tell everyone, don't worry. Nanny's doing okay. Yeah. She I... survived the COVID. Good job, Nanny. Just, just Nanny listen. Nanny often needs advice about sex toys. Yeah, exactly. So she really tunes in to listen to you. I took my dad to the uh, emergency room. Oh, no. Yeah. What happened? Well, my dad is stubborn. My dad has died. He's 76. Everyone's sick of hearing me on this on the show. <laughs> yes, he's the worst piece of shit in the world oh. that makes it hot in my house. Uh. But also, in addition, but in addition, he is 76 years old. He's uh, diabetic. Yeah. He has neuropathy of the feet, which is he has the kind where you can't feel them. Oh, no. So, you know, big thing with diabetics is like, oh, you can't feel your feet. And then you stub your toe and then it got gangrene and then they cut off your oh, leg. Oh, no. So I'm always checking his feet. He he's not good about it. He doesn't want to wear shoes. He's he's, you know, he's a little a little nightmare sometimes. <laughs> and he rides his exercise bike, which is really good for oh, his good. knee. But he's like tears up his feet on the straps. Uh, and he's like, he Can't. doesn't wear shoes. The on shoes the bike? are too big to fit in the loops. Oh, I put mean, the shoe in put, the loop, put the belt through the loop. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh my was that God! Patrick Warburton was was on one of the videos of a, a not Star Wars a Disney ride. Yeah, which ride was it? it was though? it was called uh, um, uh, Soaring Around California. Oh, it was Soaring Over Soarin California. California, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Um, but he would like give the little. <laughs> Like here's Safety how you, spiel. Yeah, exactly. And he'd be like, you know, showing you how to do the seatbelt. And right. he'd say, put the belt through the loop. It was our favorite yeah. thing. We would say it all the time. He's talking about kids. For smaller passengers, you gotta yeah. put the belt through the loop. Put the belt through the loop and pull. <laughs> I don't and know we, why we find that so funny. It, the way he said it, it's and he really means funny. it to be funny. Oh, yeah, He's yeah, a very yeah. funny man. He's a funny goof. Anyway, Eddie. in addition to that, I'm looking at my dad's feet because I do do a check on yeah. him. This is a very graphic little thing. Yeah. But and it looks like one of his toes is turning black. And oh, I say, no, hey, dad, your toes turning black. Your toes necrotic. Do you want to go to the emergency room now at 10 o'clock at night? Right. Or tomorrow morning? And he's trying to talk me out of it. I took oh, a picture. No. I had to convince him for about five minutes. And he was like, OK, we'll go tomorrow. Oh, 
So we go there. We were there a long time. I actually had a nice nap. It was so nice and cool in, in, the, in hospital. the waiting room. That's funny. And I was texting my best friend. I said, you know, we're in the waiting room. It's nice and cool in here. <laughs> and she goes, tell your dad to get hospitalized more often. <laughs> we were in there so long. I actually got cold. Wow. I actually got cold in the waiting room. Oh, my God. But we go in. It wasn't necrotic. It wasn't a black toe. It, oh. was, a, it was a blood blister that okay. looked really black. Okay. Um, but the doctor was very no-nonsense, gentlemen. <laughs> okay. Um, and said, I'm going to send you for a follow-up with podiatry, which I've been trying to get my dad to do for a long time. Yeah. For months and months, because his feet are a wreck. Yeah. And I can't be, I mean, he's a grown man. Absolutely. And I don't want to, it's like that weird thing with, and I know, no, no, not so much with your parents, maybe a little bit, but with Nanny sometimes and my dad, it's like, you don't want to infantilize them. Yeah. You don't want to be like, now who wants to check their piggies? Right. You know? And it's like, at the same time, it's like, are you going to do this shit or not? Yeah, exactly. You're treating them like a, a six-year-old with everything else. It kind of comes out in your voice exactly. at a certain point. Well, and I just say to him, like- you know what? I don't know why you bothered to get a new knee if you're going to lose your foot. Yeah, exactly. And when you do that, I'm the one that's going to have to lift the fucking wheelchair in and out of our car yeah. for the rest of your life, that's exactly which I right. might shorten purposefully. <laughs> so at least he went. At least it wasn't you know, Good. that bad. And Good. it's going to result in us going to an appointment that I've wanted him to go to. And it's not going to result in a lost toe or a lost foot. Not this time. <laughs> Oh, my God. What a yeah. strange little thing. I'm glad Nanny's doing better. Yeah, I'm glad your dad is doing better. Why, thank you. Uh, well, uh, before we get into too many questions, though, okay. I actually, we got a number of follow-ups. Oh. Yeah, and I was th I thought maybe- How many of them were horribly angry? <laughs> we, got, we got a number of follow-ups, and let me tell you this. You're going to be very happy. Not one of them talks about green beans. Oh, God. Um, nice. So one of them I'd like to actually- talk you through right now uh this is our old friend elena and i'm not sure mm -hmm. if uh you remember out there but elena uh her and her wife uh were gonna adopt a kid or uh what's it called when you when you oh they were gonna foster foster That's and they had the cat's and potato and chip. chip yes oh i remember you elena she yes. sent me pictures oh did she she sent me pictures of, of potato, and, potato chip. and chip yes oh that's so cute so yeah oh, so what did she say so she wrote back well, okay so let me let me update everyone yeah. on uh, how they're doing so elena says hi Lori beth and clark i wanted to write in to follow up on the cats versus kids situation we were so excited that we got our first placement in mid-May. Suddenly, being parents to a 10-year-old boy has been very interesting, to say the least. But thankfully, he gets along pretty well with the cats. Potato is kind of scared of him because he's a little too aggressive for Potato's liking. <laughs> but Chip loves him and is very happy because they sleep on the top bunk together. <gasps> when our foster son came to live with us, it was two weeks before his birthday. Have you ever tried to throw a birthday party for a person you don't know very well? We were pretty stressed with that one, but we ended up having a really fun day at the pool with some of our family coming by to have a small party, and we were able to get one of his friends from school to come out too. The last month and a half hasn't been easy, but we are so happy We've been able to open our home to this little guy for the time being. He won't be with us very long term, 
but we're happy that he will be able to go back to his family fairly soon. We will miss him a lot when we when he leaves. Hopefully, we'll have many more placements after him. Love you guys and love the podcast. So, Wonderful. Thank you. Little update from Elena. Elena and potato and chip. And potato and chip. Good job being cats. Good job being cats. That's, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Clark, for bringing this to our attention. Absolutely. Um, and that's just amazing. I mean, if anyone isn't following along, go back and listen. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, um, I, I do think that uh, it, it is scary. If you have two cats and a new 10-year-old is moving into your house, Yeah, that's a scary thought because cats are not good with kids sometimes. Cats are territorial. Cats can yeah, be assholes. I exactly. love watching those cats are assholes YouTube <laughs> compilations. But also something that, something like spruced in my mind when she was, uh, Elena was talking about how awkward it is, you know, getting to know and throwing a birthday party yeah. for somebody. And I really, like, I've had this experience, not this exact experience, obviously, right, which I was going to tell kids. you, is like, even when you're like babysitting someone else's kid, or right. even what came in my mind was like being recognized early in my career. Mm. Uh, by, you know, a kid or a parent or something. And right. it's awkward. And it's like, I think they should be saying something. Right. And they think I should be saying something. <laughs> like, I, like here's what I say when someone recognizes me. Right. Or like, well, if you recognize me, why don't you get to the point? <laughs> We're just staring at each other in that aw awkwardity. Yeah. And, you know, my solution to that, and Elena, if you're having this at all, is just be like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, kid, we're in this together. Yeah, we just exactly. Met. If you were to throw me a party, it would be what you liked and vice versa. And, <laughs> you know, that that taking the air out of the balloon that like I'm supposed to know. Right. How something's supposed to go. Right. Or that everything needs to be the the peak top version of what you're doing. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay if you turn in a five it instead is, of a 10. But mostly it's about, especially with a kid, a kid yeah. looks at an adult and goes like, well, they must know everything. So I don't know anything. And right. a lot of kids are made to feel that way. Right. But, you know, as well, I was going to say as an adult, and then <laughs> I figured I should add a quote unquote when talking about myself. <laughs> You know, there is um, uh, actually what I'm thinking of is uh, Simpsons. Clark has floated to me to just let me know that our rotating segment, our rotating of the segment week. is something Simpsons related. Yes. So because that was already in my brain, there's a commentary on one of the Simpsons episodes of whatever season. I don't know. And okay. the one guy is talking about, you know, watching the shows with his kid when something questionable comes up or yeah. some sexual innuendo and, you know, in whatever they're watching. And he goes, you know, I just say, I don't know. <laughs> and the kid goes, what does that mean? And he goes, I don't know. And that's the end of it. <laughs> You know, That's not great. like, well, if me, I'm trying to explain, you know, just yeah. like, I don't yeah. know. Oh, you neither. All right. What's all right. next? Let's on? move past it. Next and, uh, time all about it. this show. <laughs> so I can I I can appreciate that that worry of like, well, we have to make his birthday perfect and right. this and that. But, you know, he's also 10. So it's kind of like I, that's kind of my thing in life is like. Hey, kid, I don't know either. Let's yeah, do this together. Exactly. So, and it kind of sounds like you've got that going on. And Yeah, and you did a good job of it. 
and they sleep on the top bunk together. Yay. All right. Good luck, Elena, Potato, Chip, everyone else involved. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to go to a question now, but I do have more follow ups coming up. So oh. uh, be prepared. All right. Um, all right. So let's move on to uh, question number one. Okay. Question number one is from Jerry. And Jerry asks, is it ever okay to give your spouse one of your prescription pills? Like if they are nauseous, can I give my wife Zofran? It's called Zofran, yes. Zofran. If she is having a toothache, can I give her my leftover oxycodone from my dental work? All right. Jerry. Jerry? Jerry. Your wife sounds like a junkie. (laughs) No, I know it's Zofran. When I worked in the detox, we would give... Uh, Zofran, it's an anti-nausea medication. Oh, okay. Plenty of uh, detoxing drug addicts and alcoholics feel a little ill. Nice. Sublingual, put this under your tongue and let it dissolve. Uh, But there's other ways to take it, I'm sure. Okay. Inject this into your eyeball. (laughs) It's not an Adam Sandler character? It's (laughs) Zofran. Zofran. (laughs) Um, I mean, Sherzy's is nice. Yeah. I... To me, I look at this question and I say, part of, I'm sober. Yeah. Not everyone is sober. Not everybody has the problems that I have. <laughs> right. If you do, get your own goddamn podcast <laughs> and try to do something with it because, God, get it, letting the, letting the pressure out doing this once a week is the only thing I think that's kept me here. <laughs> um, you know, being sober, I, I ideally to remain sober would only take medication that was prescribed for me. Right. By a actual doctor. Right. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, if there's no problem with your wife, if you know that, I mean, Zofran is like, oh, you'll feel nauseous. I mean, I would check up, see if she has any of the allergies. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm assuming also your wife is of age. <laughs> so she could take on a little bit of this with her. But, um, you know, it's... Uh, <sighs> It's fine. Uh, yeah, I don't think the cops are going to be breaking down your door anytime soon, Jerry, but... Uh... Uh, Jerry, they're listening. <laughs> this podcast may be recorded for quality assurance. <laughs> well, you've already talked about your dad uh, killing off your dad. I know. Uh, I'm, uh... Just, I'm just looking for attention, Clark. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine if there's no other, you know underlying things that making sure they're not allergic making part of the thing is when a doctor's giving you medication they're looking at other medications you're on right seeing if there's any contraindications if anything's like oops you're on this so that'll kill you yeah so if you want to do sharesies and one for me and one for you yeah um but it doesn't sound like that it just sounds like oh can they have one and if it seems safe and if it's fine then I I don't see a problem with it. And my opinion on this medical issue should be the last straw. But I know for me, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't just because I'm sober and it's not like, let me pop this pill real quick. Right. You're trying to be extra careful. And I have been prescribed a couple times in sobriety. um, I think it was Vicodin. Okay. Painkiller. Yeah, painkiller. And I never took one of them. Really? And I I, luckily, luckily wasn't. In a lot of pain Good. or anything like I, I had sliced open my arm on a broken window and got stitches and all this kind of stuff. And they gave me Vicodin, but I was never in any pain from mm. it. So it just didn't come up. Okay. But then I had them where I was living and my roommate who was sober said, 
I have to tell you something. I took a couple of your Vicodin and I was like, okay, well, I'm not upset about that for me. Yeah. Um, Should we flush the rest down the toilet? Yeah. Is this a problem? And then, and then we did. And now 15, 20 years later, I'm here to say, we shouldn't have done that. They went into the water system. That's why your whole rec room is full of mellow people because they drank the toilet Vicodin water. Um, yeah, no, she was just, you know, having a problem and then just or whatever she was going through. Wow. But it's like, okay, this isn't just. Yeah. It's innocuous to me and I didn't need them. Yeah. But so before you're sharing, make sure you know what page everybody's on. Yeah, exactly. Very good point. Um, all right. Hopefully that helps, Jerry. Uh, let's move on to question number two. Actually, this is another follow-up. Another follow-up um, from Potato and Chip? No, Potato and Chip, they had, they had their follow-up. This okay. is a follow-up from our friend Jamie. And for all of you listeners out there, Jamie contacted us a while ago about uh, how he was dating some guy that he met on Grinder, and it felt like he was just in it for the money or he was just in it to get stuff out of Jamie. Oh, he would. He was like, met and, and he's like, oh, I really do believe he cares about yeah. me, but he he made him feel used. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. OK, exactly. I remember Jamie. Jamie. So Jamie has a has a follow up to catch us up on what's been happening since he and I'm happy to say this completely took our advice. Oh, yeah. So here we go. This is Jamie. Hi, Lori and Clark. Um, this is Jamie. Um, I contacted you guys a while ago about that guy I met off Grinder. I want to say thank you guys so much for the advice. I did exactly what you suggested and, you know, told him, you know, I can't, I mean, I basically said I can't give you any more money. And guess what? Never heard back from him. So I know what his intentions truly were. And that's that's really all I needed to move on. I mean, now that I know what his intentions truly are, I can actually finally move on with my life because uh, once the truth is out, that's all you really need, right? I really want to thank you guys for all your great advice. I love listening to your podcast. I listen to it every single week. I love you guys so much. And thanks again. Bye. All right. That is Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. Well, Jamie, I'm sorry things didn't turn out the way we wanted them to with a magical love story. Yeah. I'm glad that you are done with a yuck face that was making you feel like a yuck face back. Yeah. Um. He he was the yuck facer and you were the yuck facey. <laughs> exactly. I, you weren't both yuck faces, but, <laughs> you know, this is so... This is so true in my life. It's like, if I were capable, and maybe I will be one day, but if I were capable of really just looking at the reality of everything, I would have so much less just worry, wasted energy in my, you know, it's (laughs) like, because I know. I know what is, yeah. and I'm just in that, you know, well, but maybe he does love me. And, yeah. Well, maybe it's just going to be this time, or maybe I will get that job, or, you know, whatever it is. I just want to live in fantasy and ignore my, like, gut and my brain <laughs> that are yes. like, 
uh, hello, can you see? Can you see what's happening? Exactly. It's right there. I don't know why you're right in front of you. What are you thinking about? Because the truth is right there. Right. You know, and that ends up me behaving in ways that I feel embarrassed about and all this other stuff. And it's like, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of men. I'm thinking of jobs. I'm thinking of all kinds of stuff where, you know, you don't, I don't want to have to just stand up and say, yes, I know this is nothing. Right. I know this is nothing. Right. Because then I go, because I'm nothing and I don't deserve anything, you know? So it's like, Jamie, I hope you don't feel that way. Even though I just said I do. (laughs) I hope that you don't. Well, you also do recognize that that's just uh, your subconscious trying to fuck you up. Right. And I'm sure if Jamie's hearing that, I'm sure Jamie's recognizing that too. Yeah. It's the difference between with Jamie, with Jamie and me. Yeah. We're pals. Yeah. Um, You know, it's just wanting to hold on to that fantasy a little longer. Hope. Yeah. Well, it it would be hope if it weren't so glaringly obvious. Yeah, I know. You know, to me. But it's like, hey, Jamie needed to call and ask me for advice. I need to ask other people for advice. Yeah. Oh, when will I find love, Clark? Well, let me say this to Jamie. Jamie, now that this uh, uh, money-grubbing douche nozzle (laughs) is out of your life, you're more free and more open to new people in your life. Yeah. And that guy that you wouldn't have given two glances at, but when you were dating the the leech, uh, might actually you might take a second look and maybe you take a chance. Swipe right. (laughs) At this point now, your opportunities are endless. Yes. Because you don't have to worry about like, oh, well, am I kind of dating this guy? Yeah. Do I want to just stick with him? Well, now he's not an option. No. So now you can find something better. Right? I agree. So this is an opportunity. All right, me and you, Jamie, finding love. (laughs) Ideally not with the same man. Yeah, I hope not. Um, well, I, again, I thank you so much, Jamie. That was a, a great follow up. Everyone else, if you uh, if you've called and and we've given you some advice, please send us some uh, send us some follow ups. I love hearing up on what happened in the the end of the story. Yeah, it's, it's really great. fun. Yeah, it's really fun. We've had a good number of follow ups. Yeah. Since the inception of this show. I, it's it's like the same 15 people just yeah. call over and over again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everyone tell a new friend to call. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do uh, a third question. Okay. Of the day. And our third question comes from Lily. And Lily says, during the pandemic, I got a few nip tucks. Now, uh, now that I'm in the world again, I've received some comments about how good I look. My mom is asking if I have if I've had work done, but I don't want to disclose since she's a huge gossip. I know lying like Ashley Simpson, nose job, and Kylie Jenner, lip injections, did is sketchy, but I just don't need the drama. What should I do? Lily. I did. Lily's a great name. Yeah. Did Kylie Jenner lie about her lips and then everyone tried to make them like her lips in the shot glass challenge? <laughs> I don't know. That, you know what I'm talking the, the, about? I know the shot glass challenge. Yeah, I think they were trying to be Kylie Jenner's lips. Oh, right. But yeah. Yes. yes. Um, 
I don't think that you need to tell your mother anything. She sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know. But she's a gossip. It's none of her business. Yeah. And as long as you're not holding yourself up as a role model for jillions of young women with thin lips right. who feel bad about themselves. Right. You're not Jillian Barbary that's trying yeah. to get people to lose weight. And meanwhile, you're uh, getting liposuction. Are every you other week. that woman that looks like a cat now, Lily? <laughs> How far did you go? Yeah. No, I don't think you owe your mother that. Um Especially if it's based on the fact that she's going to be like, did you know my daughter was ugly, but she paid some money and now she looks better. <laughs> well, the, definitely uh, uh, cosmetic surgery has a bit of uh, stigma, a stigma, right? Yeah. I know there's a lot of people that get plastic surgery and then try not to ever tell anyone ever. Yeah. Uh, is that a bad thing or a good thing I, I i can't really tell it's you know it's difficult because it's like you don't want to hide yourself right you're not we're, we've worked for my entire lifetime so that uh jamie and his new boyfriend can walk around in public and never have to worry about being judged but here's another thing that people well, get judged on yeah <laughs> well they're going to uh, get judged and they're going to get beaten up but yeah. it depends on, depends where, on you where, are. where they live yeah sorry for that social commentary uh. but but here's another thing that people get judged on. Yeah. Is it right that people get judged on this? I don't, you know, it depends. This is what's so weird to me. Yeah. Is how, how distorted people's views get. And this, of course, this is my opinion. Right. How distorted someone's views get. I've known people that I thought were beautiful. Yeah. Just like beautiful, real people yeah. who got the facelift and the fish lips. Yeah. And who it's like, I don't know what they're trying to attain. Right. Like, it's because if this is what you wanted to attain, it's not attractive to me. Yeah. Of exactly. course, it's not all about me. Exactly. But it's also, you know, there's some things you can't deny. If you, if I see you one week and you're a A cup right. and I see you the next week and your tits hit me as soon as you get out of the car yeah. and I'm in my house, <laughs> you know, and then obviously it's like, here's what it is. There's what it is, yeah. you know? But, um, yeah, but just like a little nip and a tuck. And it, what's, what's weird is, okay, we just talked about Jamie about yeah. like reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I meet you and all of a sudden your eyes are taut and your skin is pinched back and you've clearly had cosmetic surgery and you just look surprised, <laughs> like, I'm not going to be like, oh, do, oh, what what did you have done? Oh, nothing. It's right. Like, okay. Well, that's not going to be someone I'm good friends with. Yes. Who, who I don't go. Well, someone I'm good friends with, I would know the whole story beforehand, right, usually. Right, right, right. And, um... So it's very interesting, this concept, when some plastic surgery is so evident and yes. glaring yes. And, and, and looks weird to me a lot. Yes. I mean, granted, I'm not dealing with a lot of loose, like, you know, skin in my neck because it's all full of fat. <laughs> you know, I have, I have fat the opposite. Exactly. It does. <laughs> my hands are so dry. Um, but yeah, there's a stigma and then there's, the ridiculousness of of how a lot of plastic surgery is so 
undeniably glaring you in yes. the face. Yes. That it's 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 kind of a crapshoot. But yeah. if it's not, if that's not where you're at, Lily, and you just kind of had a little doop doop, you know, tell your mom, uh, tell your mom her eyes are getting bad. <laughs> mom, I look exactly the same. Have you been Flip to the optometrist her. lately? <laughs> Get you some. Uh, let's get you some new glasses. <laughs> well, it's uh, good. Uh, good advice and good answer. Let's move on, though. Uh, I'm very excited. We uh, we teased it a little, uh, but this is it. This is going to be the the big rotating segment of the week, and it is one of my favorites. Why does Lori Beth know so much about The Simpsons? LB loves the Simpsons. Okay, guys, I'm going to start this off with a huge bummer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Clark yeah, yeah. has cajoled <laughs> and encouraged. Yes, encouraged. And forced me <laughs> for a while, and now we're doing this. I... My last relationship, a big part of it was that we bonded over The Simpsons. We went to well, Simpsons trivia. We okay, yes, even yes, before yes. that, before that, The Simpsons were a very big part yes. of my life since the second they were on the air on the yes. Tracy Ullman show. Huge, huge part of my life. I'm a Simpsons fan through and through. Yes. When I get asked in interviews, you know, what are your comedy inspirations that inspired you? I always say. The Simpsons and Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. So this was a huge vein of my life. And you finally found a dude that you liked, and he was almost as into The Simpsons, if not more, than you were. Yeah, no, we, we were, he was, we met when, the first time I remember meeting him, he, um... Just there's so much Simpsons that you can just put it into conversation yeah. and nobody will know. Yeah. And he did that. But then I answered him back with like the next line. Yeah. And he was like, oh, it was like, <laughs> so this thing. So we went, we did Simpsons trivia. We did this. The whole thing was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, Very difficult. A lot. I've talked about it on this before. Yeah, He's one of the, the boy, ex-boyfriends. He's that... one of the ex-boyfriends. The worst one of the bunch. Yeah. I have not watched an episode of The Simpsons since we broke up. And how long ago was that? That was uh, the December pre-pandemic. So 19, 2019. 2019. So almost two years. That sucks so so much. I know. I just I hate so much that there was something that you found so much joy in and so much laughter in through your whole goddamn life. And then you finally meet a dude that's also into that and he ruins it for you. Yeah. That sucks, uh, man. If you're listening, guy that didn't care about me when we were together, I'd be very surprised. (laughs) Yeah. But fuck you. Yeah. But anyway, so the point is, don't feel too bad for me. Well, yeah, go ahead. Feel bad for me. I don't know why why I need to turn down your sympathy, empathy, or pity. I'll take whatever I can get. So, yes. So Clark is like, gotta do some Simpsons trivia. He's trying to nudge me. I know how much it, how much joy it brought to your life before you met this dude. So I I would love to try and fix this so that you no longer get uh, upset every time you see The Simpsons. I'm trying to get re re reacclimate. You're trying to you're trying to deprogram me to reprogram me. Exactly. Okay. So so Clark has said we are going to do. So what are we doing? What we're doing is very simple. Last time I brought in toys and it was a big elaborate thing. We don't need any of that. Okay. I just want, I found a professional 
Simpsons trivia uh, uh, site that had really nice questions that weren't like so obscure that they were in, you know, one episode, but it wasn't, you know, uh, what's Lisa's mom's name? Like it wasn't super simple <laughs> gotcha. stuff. So I thought this would be a fun thing to remind you of how much you love the Simpsons. Okay. And another point to show the audience how much you fucking know about the Simpsons. It's crazy. So uh, let's go through. I'm going to try and burn okay. through these as quickly if as I, I can. If I burst into tears, uh, just know this is part of my, my healing process. I'll, I'll tell you to not have a cow, man. <laughs> um, all right. Question number one. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Which member of the Simpsons family is the only one to have dialogue in every single episode? Uh, Homer. Correct. Uh, which of the following phrases was not said by the talking Malibu Stacy doll? You ready? Okay. Don't ask me. I'm just a girl. Now let's forget our troubles with a big bowl of strawberry ice cream. Let's bake some cookies for the boys. Math is for nerds. Oh, math is for nerds. Oh, yeah. That wasn't one. That was the question, right? Which wasn't one. Correct. Yeah. All right. Uh, what does Bart name the elephant he wins? Stampy. What is the name of the female co-worker to whom Homer finds himself attracted? Uh, Mindy Simmons. Correct. Uh, which of the following was not a childhood experience that contributed to Marge's fear of flying? She found out her father was a steward. She found out her father cheated on her mother with a stewardess. She played with an airplane toy that caught on fire. She and her mother were attacked by a plane in a cornfield. <laughs> oh, no, he, it was, he didn't cheat on the That's mother. That's right. Correct. Uh, here we go. What dream job did Homer quit when he found out that Marge was pregnant with Maggie? He worked at the bowling alley. Yes, he was a pin monkey. Uh, all right. Qu uh, next question. Who shot Mr. Burns? Uh, oh, Maggie Simpson. Maggie Simpson. Uh, what does Homer want to gain weight? Or excuse me. Why does Homer want to gain weight and work from home? Because he wanted to get on disability. Uh, more specific. Uh, the, he, they're asking the specific incident that made oh, him want to do it. Oh, he didn't want to do calisthenics. Yes, gotcha. correct. Oh, what is the name of the college-aged cool guy who comes to live with the Simpsons in the Itchy and Scratchy and, and Poochie episode? Show Roy. Roy is correct. Uh, what are the names of the aliens that frequently King visit? And yes. What is the name of the nanny Marge tries to hire to help around the house? Oh, Sherry Bobbins. Sherry, Sherry Bobbins, Bobbins is, is an episode that I watched the night after my 21st birthday party. Oh, really? And there's a line in it where she makes blood pudding and Bart goes, the secret ingredient is blood. <laughs> and I had just thrown up everywhere. And I was like, oh, oh God. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, uh, how does Homer's car end up parked in New York City? Barney leaves it there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, who is Lisa's date to the school dance? And then I have a what? more. There's dance. There's, there's a lots lot of dances. dances. I have a specific. Do you want the the more information? Yeah. So Lisa Simpson often struggles to fit in with her peers, and when cool girl Alex Whitney shows up at a Springfield ele elementary, her social awkwardness is magnified. Alex persuades Principal Skinner to let the girls plan a school dance, and Lisa feels absolutely left behind. Alex takes the girls shopping for grown-up dresses, and Lisa ends up getting a little black cocktail dress, but it doesn't exactly fit her eight-year-old self. In true Lisa fashion, she wears her familiar orange dress to the dance. Who is Lisa's date to that school dance? I don't think she had one. 
Your options. I have options. You want okay. your options? Yeah. What are my your options? options? Are Millhouse Van Houten, Ralph Wiggum, Nelson Muntz, or she doesn't have one? Oh, I think she doesn't have one. Correct. You oh. are so right. Absolutely. All right. Uh, next question. Which of the following was not one of the names that Homer tried to change his name to? Cruise B Renaissance. That one. You are correct. <laughs> All right. Next question. What is the one-liner Bart became famous for after an appearance on the Krusty the Clown show? I didn't do it. Is correct. Which of the following bands was not a part of the Hullabalooza lineup? Okay. Sonic Youth, Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins, or Cypress Hill? Uh, Green Day. Green Day was in the Simpsons movie, but they weren't in that episode. Correct. Excellent. Uh, next question. What cover story do Bart and his friends give their parents when they go on an unsupervised road trip? Oh, it's the uh, Grammar Rodeo in, oh, is it in Canada? Grammar Rodeo in Canada. Amazing. <laughs> and then Lisa goes, she knows something's up. She goes, why would they have our Grammar Rodeo in another country? Because <laughs> it was like the National Grammar Rodeo. Right. You are 100% right. Okay, next question. What does the J in Homer J. Simpson stand for? J, J-A-Y. Yes, excellent. Uh, why does Apu get fired from the Quickie Mart? He gets fired from the Quickie Mart. Huh, Homer I, gets him fired. I, Is it for selling the uh, expired hot dog that makes Homer sick? He sells Homer tainted meat. Tainted Correct. meat. Correct. Yes. Yes. Next question. Which of the following Springfield residents was not voiced by Phil Hartman? God, Artie Ziff, Lionel Hutz, or Lyle Landley? Artie Ziff was John Lovitz. That's... And then Danny Castellaneta when John Lovitz was unavailable. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> Uh, next question. What does Hank Scorpio give Homer as a farewell gift after he resigns from the Globex Corporation? Um, well, it's not pockets of sugar. No. Oh, he gives him a, a football team. Do you remember what football um, team? The Philadelphia Eagles. I know. No, I don't know. Uh, do you want me to give you options? Yeah, give me options. Okay, your options are the Miami Dolphins, mm -hmm. the Dallas Cowboys, okay. the Denver Broncos, okay. the New England Patriots. Is it the Denver Broncos? It is okay. the Denver Broncos. I'll take half credit on that. That's fine. I, I'm okay with that. All right. We're almost done. Oh. What Hollywood power couple hires Homer to be their personal assistant while visiting Springfield? Ooh, the no longer together Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger. That's correct. Absolutely. All right. What bad act does Jessica Lovejoy pull that she lets Bart take the blame for? <gasps> she stole the money from the church collection plate. A hundred percent right. Played by Meryl Street. Oh, Jessica nice. Lovejoy. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> How does Homer help Marge drum up business for her pretzel wagon franchise? He gets the mob involved. <laughs> he turns to Fat Tony for help. Yeah. Uh, and last question. Are you ready? All right. What caused Grandpa Simpson's kidneys to fail, necessitating a life-saving transplant operation? Oh, Homer wouldn't stop to let him go to the bathroom. Homer refuses to pull over for a bathroom break during a long road trip. Yeah. You got every single question right. That's okay. Those are, those are, well, by my standards, those were okay. Okay. Questions, but yeah. Come on. Those are, that's pretty impressive that's that you got a hundred percent. Yeah. I guess I didn't have to 
Yeah, that's okay. All right. <laughs> this is hard so, for me, Clark. There's I, a lot going on in my heart. Just reminding you yes. how amazingly brilliant you are at uh, Simpsons trivia. I do love the Simpsons. Uh, but let's... Uh, Take take this out of our brain. No, okay. no more worrying about that. That okay. was good. Good. Thank you. Uh, and we're moving to our final question. Are you ready? Okay. It's from somebody named Pat. And Pat says, I am finding myself unemployed at 35 for the first time since I was 16. I am scared shitless. I don't know how I'm going to afford rent, medical insurance, groceries, or prescriptions. Please provide me with your worst advice for this horrible situation. Thanks. Pat. Pat. I'm sorry. That sucks. You seem to be a hardworking fellow. (laughs) You've been working since you were, what, that's 20 years of working. Yeah, seriously. Um, We did speak on last week's show to someone who wanted to know what to do when they got off their parents' insurance when they were 26. Right. And we encouraged them to find, you know, their Obamacare. Yeah. Find your Obamacare (laughs) or whatever resources that you have in your area because prescriptions are something you could, you know, that could be covered. Yeah. Um, it is rough. I don't know what you used to do. I don't know what you, why you're not doing it anymore. Right. But I have been in the position of, you know, we've talked about when I got sober, you know, I'd been an actor and I got sober and had to build my life again and had to do whatever I needed to do. Yeah, I was a courier. I was a dog walker. I was, I mean, being a copywriter with you, Clark, was like way up the scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was sober a while before that happened. Yeah. Um. So the trick, I think, would be, Pat, to find something. It doesn't have to be your career. Right. It doesn't have to be, you know, the dream job. It just has to be something for you to do. Right. To make some money, to feel, I don't want to say fulfilled, but Mm. to feel productive, to feel confident that you're going to be able to pay your rent. And, you know, quite frankly, there's not a shit ton of jobs that necessarily offer that. I think it's getting better now that pe- people are like, uh, we had pandemic pay and now we don't want to work at your horrible job for six cents an hour. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if things are improving. I don't know where you are in the yeah, world. Pat, yeah. you are a virtual stranger to me. <laughs> but the important thing is that a job doesn't a job doesn't define you. Yeah. That was like a really like I I I rolled my eyes at myself. <laughs> but all I meant by that was, you know, in a in a pinch or in a moment of what's next, you can get just a job. That's yeah. a job. Yeah. You know, and if you and it could be something that's that is you know doesn't require a lot of brain power. Maybe it's something that you can do. Uh, again, Pat gave us nothing about what his, what his problems are. Maybe whatever job you have, it takes a while to like, find another spot like that. I used to murder children, but there's none left in my neighborhood. I've been murdering children since I was 16 years old. What exactly. else is there? But I mean, if you're, you know, in some kind of profession that requires, you know, studying and training, you'll find another one of those jobs eventually. But in the meantime, you could just take a random gig somewhere, whether it's delivering stuff or anything, right? Especially right now, there's a lot of online 
you know, whether it's Uber or, you know, uh, places where you could get a job doing stuff that doesn't really require a lot from you. Yeah. And maybe that's what you need. Maybe you need something like an interim job while you're looking for a proper replacement to the job that you had. Yeah. And not nothing is a mindless job, but as far as a job that. You might not to have, you might not to have, you know, such an investment in and the company and do I have to wear a tie? Like, again, whatever you're doing before, I don't know, but this could be more of a casual thing. Yeah. And you could do what, you know, a lot of people are is um, doing Uber or Lyft on the side while they have some other job. and Or one of the shopping apps, you know, there's uh, Instacart and all these other apps that- where all you do is you go to a market and you shop around for somebody else and bring them their groceries. Yeah. There's a lot of those now after the pandemic. There's so. a lot of, you know, there's a job and a career, but if you're in a position now of, of you know, trans- transfer. Yeah. What's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, transition. Uh, transition. Yeah. If you're in a, a period of transition, then you can just make ends meet. Yeah. And you can, you know, easier said than done. I know <laughs> yeah. you could do what I did. Oh yeah. Yes. Clark knows about most of my jobs. I'm not <laughs> sure if you know about this one. Okay. It was after the Steve Harvey show. Right. And before I did anything else and I needed a job mm. and I actually wanted to write a screenplay about this. I had a whole idea. Huh. So I was for about a year, a phone sex Operator. Really? I did the phone sex. You did the phone sex? I did the phone sex for about a year. What? After you were famous? Yes. God, you know how much more money you could have made if they knew (laughs) who you were? That's crazy. Yeah, it was a pretty good experience. Hmm. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. Very, very few times that it was actually troubling. Okay. Because there are guys that call up and are like, you know, I wanted young kid, baby, you know, all this kind of stuff. Very few times that something like that was troubling. Okay. A lot of the times it was just like, you know, nice guys that wanted to talk and I miss it. There's still times now that I miss it. Wow. uh, But it was just, it was really, really funny. It was, I was using, uh, totally using um, drugs still. There was some nice, you know, cocaine fueled nights of phone sex. So wait, in a typical day, how many hours would you work? Like an eight hour shift. I worked from midnight to 8 a.m. Midnight to 8 a.m. How many calls would you get in eight hours? You would get, well, here's the thing. It's like the place that I worked for, you would stay on the phone the whole time. Okay. They had me get, they they suggest, it couldn't be a, a cell phone. Okay. It was supposed to be a landline. Okay. So I got this landline. They told me the company, I don't even remember who they were. Not that I'd be giving them a plug right now. <laughs> yeah, <seriously>. But, um, <laughs> so they said, there's this phone they sell at Toys R Us. No, they gave you an exact they phone gave, to buy? Yeah, they're like, this one at Toys R Us. And then what you do is... Get they suggested getting like a little Tupperware thing and putting the phone in that and putting the thing on because naturally, when you finish a phone call, you, you hang, hang up. up. But on this, you don't hang up. I would just like boop, 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 boop into the system and then I'm on the line and it's quiet. Huh. And then, you know, someone else, you know, calls up a customer huh. and they get like, welcome to Sex Chat 99. Right. The, the robot voice. Yeah. 
for a young girl who needs to learn, press one. Right. For a hot, like, blah, blah, blah. There's all these categories that I had to be. And I just, so everybody knows, I did not ever think, like, why this acting challenge is a doozy. (laughs) Like, I wasn't like that. Um, I think my acting skills made it a little easier. Okay. Um, but there were all of these different categories. So it would wow. just, it would just be Wait, quiet. Did, did you, were you all of the categories or did you only do certain categories? No, no, no. I was all, we were all, all of the categories. You were all of the categories. Yeah. So it would be quiet. Like I'd just be on the phone and there's nothing. And then hear a prompt. And based on what the prompt said, I knew how I needed to answer. Huh. So it'd be all quiet. And then I'd hear barely legal and i'd say hello oh no Hi. and have you know what and we we were 18 barely legal was 18 okay. years old okay and you know wherever they the caller said they were from i said i was from somewhere far like if they said i'm in florida i'd say oh i live in oregon you mm. know wherever it was right. and i'm just like a cute I'm a cute teenager and I'm in high school and oh my God, you know? Oh my God. You know, and like, what are you, the whole idea was to keep uh, them on the on, phone. As long as possible. As long as possible. The more minutes they are on the phone, the more money they spend. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. And there was like, there was barely legal. There was anything goes, which oh. is like, you're like 25-ish and it's just kind of normal. Okay. Normal, kinky, whatever. Sure, sure. There was, um... Black. Oh, that sounds uh, uh, like it's not uh, socially. Uh, no, uh, I, it, I, I would say I appropriated some culture. <laughs> oh, my but God. But I had just gotten off working on the Steve Harvey show. <laughs> so <laughs> I had kind of a good like, hey, baby. Like, oh, no. it, it was pretty good. But then there was also, there's barely legal. Anything goes black. Oh, and then there was a separate one that was black and married. What? Yeah, I don't. It was just a separate thing, and black and married. Yeah, and there was TVTS, transvestite, transsexual. Okay. There's dominatrix, which is the hardest one. It's so much effort. Really? Yeah. Why? Because you have to do the whole thing and tell them they're bad and order them around. (laughs) It's like Jesus. Just can I get someone on the other end who wants to dominate (laughs) me? I can say yes, sir. It's just taking a lot of effort for me to. Did you have dominate you? Did you have like a Casio tone filled with sound effects so that you could just be like, "Oh, baby." Yes. No, but. I did have, um, I mean, I had a vibrator. I always oh. have. We've talked about that many times. We so have. if they were like, oh, where's your vibrator? I could like, Zzz. oh, nice. Or if there was um, like guys that wanted you to pee, oh. then I had like an old shampoo bottle and I would like, you know, squirt it out filled with water. Right. And they'd be like, oh my God. You know, there's all wow. these little tricks. And then there was this one. Hello, have we been just talking about this for we, about 11 hours? We have. It's so um, fascinating. It is pretty fascinating. I have a lot of notes, and I actually did start a screenplay wow. based on it. But um, the, one, the one that was always weird, because it was clearly, like, all the prompts, they'd be like, barely legal, black, TV, TS. Then there was one prompt that only came up, I think, once, maybe twice. Huh. Clearly recorded in a different universe. Oh, no. And it said, teen feet. Oh, what? And it was jarring just because it was like, 
what? And it was like a different recording quality. Oh, it was like no. teen feet. Some Russian dude. Teen yeah. feet. And so there was the like obscure teen. It seems like it was like the hidden menu at in and out Yeah. Like only certain callers <laughs> knew how to access it. Right. I want my feet porn animal style. Exactly. Smothered. <laughs> but you know, it was, I do miss it. I do. I didn't make the money that I should have doing it. Really? And I guess we could talk about that at a different time. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Trust me, we can talk about this a lot now. <laughs> right, send it's me out in the open. Send me in all your sex. Yeah, uh, there you go. Your sex questions, your phone sex questions, especially if you're into married black women. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. The How odd the the categories and what was you know, but I I ended up speaking to, you know, I ended up speaking to plenty of just you know nice men, nice people. Did nice you have women. any regulars? Yes. Wow. There were. I shouldn't go too much into it because yeah. I really should write the screenplay. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, no, there were definitely regulars. Huh. There were, you know, very specific fetishes. Wow. And um, overall, I liked it. That's amazing. Overall, I really, really liked it. Well, I am sad to say that we're like running over time-wise because oh, no. I'd like to talk so, another 20 minutes about this. Pat? Yeah, write it if you have questions about phone sex. Yeah. Pat, this is an avenue you can go down. I'm not necessarily <laughs> suggesting it. It's just what I thought of when I was like, when I needed a job. Oh, yeah. What did I do? <laughs> I did that for a while. Find a job. It doesn't have to be a career path. Yeah, yeah. Take care of yourself and be a citizen. And um, write back if you have any more specifics. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, that just blew right, my I mind. Kind of blew. Yeah, I yeah like, that's crazy. You can't see Clark right now, but he's kind of like shaking to the core. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty big. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was it. That was our final question of the day. Oh. So uh, we're all done now. Uh, if you guys out there listening, if you have a question or a decision that's weighing heavily on you or some kind of sex question, I don't know, anything <laughs> now, uh, please send it to us and let LB ease your burden. That means a whole different thing now. Uh, <laughs> send us your problems at AskLoriBeth.com. Go follow us on all the socials at AskLoriBeth or just leave us a message with your voice at 1-855-336-2374. That's 1-855-DENBERG or 1-855-DENBERG. Yes, ease your burden all over me, baby. <laughs> Um, uh, you can find me at LB Denberg at Instagram at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter yep. and the Lori Beth Denberg fan page on Facebook is a happening place to be. <laughs> you can. Um, oh, you know what? I'm so bad at business. Galaxy Con. Oh, right. August 8th, 4 p.m. Eastern is the panel with me, Danny Tamborelli, Stephen Glickman, and Michael Morona. And it's a virtual panel, so you don't have to be there. You could be you could log in from anywhere in the world. Yes. Well, nobody's going to be there. Yeah, exactly. Unless you come to my house. <laughs> so yeah, uh, galaxycon.com. We're going to be doing individual video chats. We're going to be doing autograph stuff. So come say hi. I do miss you guys. And uh, if you want a personalized video for someone you love, you can book me at cameo.com slash Lori All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, babies. Thank you.
Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question there. Thanks for listening.